and welcome to the latest in our podcast series on pensions de-risking. I'm Rachel Pinto, a partner in the pensions team, and I'm delighted to be joined today by Usman Nazir, Head of Origination Structuring at Pension Insurance Corporation. Welcome, Usma. The bulk annuity market has been very active over the last couple of years, and there are no signs of that slowing down. PIC has, of course, been at the forefront of that busy market. Since the judgment in the Lloyds GMP equalisation case was received last year, one of the key issues when preparing for bulk annuity transactions has been the approach to GMP equalisation. Trustees and sponsors will want to know the likely impact on pricing before choosing a method of equalising. And clearly, they'll also want to be confident that the insurer will be able to administer whatever their chosen method is. Isma, are insurers currently able to calculate the cost of the various GMP equalisation methodologies? And what sorts of challenges are you seeing around that? Thanks, Rachel. There are quite a few different methodologies that the Lloyd's judgment presented all of which an insurer can typically price on. So we have been valuing GMP equalisation for a number of years. Most schemes in the past who have gone to buyout have equalised GMPs, typically using a one-off value uplift, but there have been some other methodologies that have been used. But given the judgment gave quite an extension of those methodologies and some variations around them, we, we are gladly able to say that we can value all of those methodologies. So it's not really the methodologies that are the issue, it's the data surrounding whether you can equalise GMPs. So for example, most schemes at the moment don't have the data to, to be able to do the calc under any methodology. So for example, you need to be able to split pension between 90 to 97 tranches. You need to be able to recreate member records for dependence and payment. You also need to know what the historical pension increases were for people so you can switch them between GMP and excess. And you also need to know for pensioners whether they retired early or late and what were those late retirement factors. So it's all of that data surrounding the equalisation methodology which trustees struggle with which makes the calculation difficult not just for us but for trustees. So it's not insurer specific. But what is different is that on buyout, typically what we see is that the scheme's own lawyers give the advice that it is appropriate to make assumptions where you don't have sufficient data because you you need to get to buyout, so there needs to be a solution. So I think the issue is less for a buyout case, but perhaps more for an ongoing buy-in case or for just a regular trustee who isn't looking to the insurance market, I think there will be more issues around data for them than we're seeing on buyout. Okay, and but then assuming that you have access eventually to the necessary data, can you give us an idea of the additional premium that trustees could be expected to pay to ensure, say, a year-on-year method of equalising compared to, for example, a one-off uplift? which, as you say, had been the typical method used on buyouts prior to the lawyer's judgment. Sure. I mean, the uh, one-off uplift, most of the schemes that have gone to buyout over the last 10 years since we've been operating in this space have equalised using that methodology. I'd say the typical cost for those schemes is about half a percent of premium. It does vary, but that's a typical cost, and that will continue to be the same. For a equalisation methodology which isn't a one-off but is a year-on-year methodology there's two things to consider one is the actual cost 
and secondly it's the extra cost for administration which needs to be considered. So just looking at the core cost, not considering the extra administration, I've heard figures of around 1% being the industry's expected median for the cost, so, so doubling what a value one-off uplift would be that we typically see. Um, but then you need to consider the administration side of things. So if we ignore GMP equalisation for a minute and look at typical administration costs that we charge as part of our premium for a buyout, we tend to see a variation between 0.8% of premium for admin costs for the very large schemes to 1.2% of premium for the very small schemes. And when you consider that you've got to do a year-on-year GMP equalisation methodology, you've got to consider that well, you don't have to have one record, you've got to have potentially five records for administration. So you've got to have the male record, a female record, of uh, a comparison of the male and female. You also have what you've paid in the past and also a cumulative record of what's happened. So that's quite a number of records. Now I don't think the administration costs that I quoted you there are going to times by five, but there would be an increase I'd expect. Um, so this is obviously a significant extra amount of work for you? A significant extra amount for the administrator to be able to calculate all of these records. So let's say the costs go up by 50%. What you're going to see then is that um, you would see for the very small schemes, instead of 1.2% of premium for admin costs, it will go up to 1.8%. And given the cost of equalising was a percent, you're seeing that as a significant increase yeah. in the actual cost. So I think that when trustees are considering what method to go down, they should also consider the administration cost impact, not just the core price yeah. impact. Yeah. And, and it seems really that at the moment in the market, trustees are likely to have difficulty ensuring a year-on-year method. What are really the complications around that from an insurer's perspective? Well, there are a few things. Uh, so I'll start with the administration. So on that front, uh, insurer or non-insurer, there are no administrators who are able to do a year-on-year methodology en masse across lots and lots of schemes. So the industry is starting to build that. Uh, we use an outsourced administrator and they're likely to have that capability over the next few years. But as it stands today, there isn't that capability. And even for the Lloyd's judgment case, I understand that that is not being uh, administered on that basis yet. But I know that administrators are working hard to build that capability. So um, I'm sure over time that capability will be there. But for now, for buyouts, there isn't that capability. So that's the first thing. The second thing is there's something that we have to consider, which trustees don't, which is the matching adjustment fund. So under Solvency II regulations, an insurer has to match its assets to its liabilities. Now with a year-on-year equalisation methodology, you don't, you can't predict your liabilities because they might change every year. One year it might be the male benefits are higher, one year it could be the female benefits are higher. So because you don't have that automatic cash flow stream, you have to think, well, are my liabilities still eligible for the Solvency II matching adjustment criteria? Now, different insurers will have different views. It will depend on their application to the regulators on what constitutes their matching adjustment. Because GMP equalisation is typically 
particularly small, it may be able to be catered under the, well it doesn't match exactly but it's close enough, but insurers will need to make sure that their matching adjustment applications do have that in. So that, that's the secondary source. Uh, thirdly, I'd just like to mention that as well as pricing, an insurer has to be able to reserve these liabilities. So as well as being able to price it, it needs to adopt its reserving systems which calculate how much solvency do we have and how much capital do we have to allow for a year-on-year equalisation methodology, which currently they won't be allowing for. So we need to consider that. And lastly, just to say that administering something year-on-year is complicated and where there's complication comes risk, operational risk, risk of things going wrong. That's not just for insurers, it would be for administrators and trustees. So it's just more complicated and we need to consider the operational risk element of this methodology. Thanks, Isma. Uh, with all the complications involved in using the year-on-year method, it doesn't seem surprising then that GMP conversion seems to be coming out as really the favoured approach by insurers. If trustees and sponsors do decide to go down the route of GMP conversion, what can they expect to be the impact on premium? So I agree that's likely to be the most favoured by insurers. Firstly, it would be simple to value because instead of having to calculate a year-on-year methodology, you would have a one-off calculation that here is the new converted benefit with a simple benefit tranche. So um, you, you don't have the administration complications of having dual records, so you won't have that administration cost. That will show uh, a lower premium. But also, the conversion methodology means that the premium could actually be lower compared to a year-on-year methodology. For example, post 88 GMP is currently valued using CPI 03 increases. Under a conversion methodology, that could be switched to fixed 3% increases. Now, why that is beneficial for pricing is because you no longer have to hedge CPI liabilities, which trustees could deem as expensive. You also no longer have to hedge at all because you've got fixed benefits, and that would reduce hedging costs, and that could lower your premium. Also, trustees might use the GMP conversion methodology as a way to simplify all of their pre-97 benefits. So not just GMPs, but looking at the pre-97 piece as a whole. Um, So for example, they could simplify a complicated pre-97 increase, say RPI 3.5, and turn it into something fixed or something more standard, which again would have lower hedging costs. And the other implication of this is if you do simplify your benefits, for example, going from CPI 03 for GMPs to fixed three, you could end up with a lower overall duration for the liabilities that you're going to insure. The lower the duration, typically the better that is for an insurer because they don't need to look long term for assets, they can look shorter term, which gives you a higher return. So it really has a double whammy effect. Okay. And just finally, are you seeing many transactions actually being held up while trustees take steps to implement GMP equalisation? We're not actually, no. So we've had a number of schemes since the judgment came out who were about to go to buyout or who are thinking about it in the very short term. 
And what we found is that for those trustees, while they know they have to equalise, they're working through those issues in the period of data verification, which is typically six to 12 months. We've, we've been quite flexible in helping them in doing that, in giving them options and letting them know what we can, what we can't do, and really working together to make sure this isn't a barrier to uh, buy out. Isma, thanks very much. It's been great to hear an insurer's perspective on this hot topic. Thanks for joining me today.